Spring training activities are underway in Jupiter, and today we'll go over some of the major storylines for this season, including one under-the-radar signing that you may have missed out on. Plus, we've got breaking news on President of Baseball Operations John Mosellock on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. You can also follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can also join us on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. So spring training is here, Cardinals fans. Are you guys excited? I know I am. It, it was nice seeing all the uh, footage and the coverage earlier on today. Uh, players began arriving at the facilities in Jupiter, Florida, and the timing couldn't be more perfect, could it? You know, you had the, the Super Bowl on Sunday night, and uh, I'm sure a lot of Cardinal fans are also Chiefs fans. So congratulations to you if you're rooting for Kansas City. I actually had them winning 37-30, to 30, so I was pretty close to the score. Normally, I'm not good at that, and uh, so it was kind of – Kind of fun to be able to watch it and, uh, you know, have it be close to what my prediction was. Let's just hope the Cardinals have the same amount of success that the Chiefs did this year, right? Uh, before we get into the on-field stuff at camp, we do have some breaking news tonight about the guy who actually decides who the guys are on this roster who take the field, President of Baseball Operations, John Mosellock. Now, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch is reporting that Mosellock will be signing a contract extension through the 2025 season. This was a move that... You know, we, we've discussed through, uh, you know, the winter warm-up and during this offseason that it was something that had to be discussed, that something had to happen because Mosellock's current contract coming to an end at the end of this season, there was speculation on whether or not he would return at all, that maybe he would, you know, move on and do other things, that maybe he's been here long enough. But uh, an official announcement could come as early tomorrow. So if and when it does come down, I'll be sure to let you know on our Twitter page. So. Make sure you're following that. Uh, not everyone is a, is a fan of Mo. I, I know this, uh, you know, but I, I've got to say the results are there under John Mosellock's watch. The results are there. The team wins. It just does. And it, it has consistently won under his watch and under his decision making. It is, nobody's perfect. No GM, no president of baseball operations, no owner is perfect. They're going to make mistakes from time to time. But for the most part, Mosellock has put a, a winning team together, and I, he's going to do it again this year, more than likely. So um, I'm excited. I'm glad he's going to be sticking around for a couple more years, and then uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, the rumor is through 2025 is what his extension will go to. All right, so let's get back to camp today. A uh, slew of media members are down there reporting. I am not one of them, unfortunately, but you've got you know good friends of the podcast, Katie Wu from The Athletic. Derek Gould and Benjamin Hockman from the uh, Post-Dispatch and stltoday.com. Jeff Jones from the Belleville News. Corey Miller 
from uh, KSDK, five on your side, tons more. I, I'm probably forgetting 30 of them. But those are some of the guys that we're going to rely on for information because they're actually down in Jupiter. So I've retweeted a lot of their picks and a lot of their videos. So if you've seen those, uh, you know, hit the like button. Be sure to uh, follow their pages because it's their content. You know, I'm just sharing it with our, our Locked On Cardinals uh, audience here. So um, if you don't follow the Twitter yet, do so at uh, Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals if, if you want to see them. They're up there. And, uh, you know, it's just good to have baseball back. Uh, we had Adam Wainwright and Jack Flaherty throwing off the mound this morning to their new catcher, Wilson Contreras which was really nice to see. Uh, I did read a tweet from MLB.com's John Denton, who was there covering the team as well, and it read, Adam Wainwright said he recently sent a text message to retired catcher Yadier Molina after throwing a bullpen to his new catcher, Wilson Contreras, for the first time. Wayno said Contreras is bigger than he thought and gives a great target to throw to, much like Molina. Now, I've actually been up close to Wilson Contreras before. All right. Uh, I was, uh, and it wasn't because I was working in the baseball field at the time. In fact, it was because of Bark in the Park. They let you, you know, walk around the uh, warning track there with it with your dogs before the games actually start. And Contreras with the Cubs uh, was walking out to the bullpen to warm up whoever the Cubs pitcher was that day, and he was right there next to us. And I, I remember looking at him, going, "I did not realize." He was as tall as he is. He's 6'1", and he's every bit of 6'1", weighs 225. Uh, just for reference, Yachty, 5'11", 225. And we know Yachty's weight fluctuated over the years. Sometimes he was bigger, sometimes he was skinny, and whatever his diet was each year, it always seemed to fluctuate a little bit. But uh, Contreras is a very powerful-looking catcher, big target back there, as, uh, is a very comforting thing for a pitcher. So it's good to hear that Adam had a, a nice experience, and hopefully the rest of the boys feel the same about throwing two Contreras this season. We did see video of Jack Flaherty throwing. No injuries to report, so that's a positive. All right, Jack, we got through one. It's going to be like this all spring and probably all year, just holding our breath. Please don't get hurt, Jack Flaherty. Uh, we've got a video of uh, Nolan Arnato taking grounder. So things uh, seem to go pretty darn well today. The excitement is in the air. The fans and the players alike are all ready to get the year rolling. You've got the uh, World Baseball Classic guys who are going to be ahead of a lot of the other guys because they got to go off and play in that tournament. So what are some of the main storylines for this team heading into the season? Okay, You're going to see a lot of these write-ups around baseball and on different platforms. We're going to talk about them. Uh, John Denton at MLB.com, he put up a piece and uh, actually broke it down into three areas. The first one is the outfield. Uh, who's going to be starting where? And how will top prospect Jordan Walker fit into it all? There are different views on the outfield. Uh, on one hand, you can look at it from a positive standpoint, which is where I choose to stand, and be in awe of all of the talent that you actually have that's going to be roaming around in that outfield this year. You've got a two-time gold glover in uh, left field who has tremendous power and speed. In center field, one of your top prospects over the last few years uh, who offers gold glove caliber defense and is a switch hitter and is a year removed from finishing third in the National League Rookie of the Year voting. And then in right field, you've got a guy whose analytics were off the chart this past season and just brings a, a ton of infectious energy to the clubhouse each day. All of that sounds great, right? Then behind them, you've got two top 100 prospect talents. Uh, one of them who was in the top five, it's Alec Burleson and uh, Jordan Walker, who was uh, number four on MLB's pipeline. Alec Burleson, I believe it was 97. 
And then you've got Juan Yepes. Let's not forget about Juan Yepes, who does nothing but hit at every level he's been at. And he'll be playing some corner outfield and uh, probably some first base and some third base. And DH offers tremendous upside as a hitter. They are loaded with talent. But the naysayers who are out there will tell you that that's great. But a lot of this talent is mostly unproven at the major league level. And it honestly, it's it's tough to argue with that because it's true. Outside of one big year from O'Neill and Carlson's rookie year, these guys have hardly played in the major league. Some of them haven't yet. Den brings up that if Walker ends up mashing in the spring, that he would be the starting right fielder this year, despite O'Neill, Carlson, and Newt Barr seemingly set to be the obvious everyday choices. Uh, with their designated hitter in the, NA, in the uh, National League now, it offers at bats for them even when they're not in the field, which is a good thing because that used to be a problem in the National League is you're like, okay, well, I can't get this guy any at-bats. Well, now you don't have to watch the, the silly pitchers take swings anymore except for Adam Wainwright. Okay, he was a very good hitter. Uh, but at the same time, you're trying to find at-bats for other guys too. You know, Nolan Gorman needs some at-bats. Uh, he's uh, probably going to do a lot of DHing this year from the left side of the plate uh, when he's not playing second base or uh, third base when uh, Arnado needs a day off. But in my opinion, this is a good problem to have, but it's something that we got to pay attention to. We don't know how it's all going to shake out, and we don't even know when it's all going to be decided by. Like, just because the opening day roster is the way it is doesn't mean it won't change. You know, we could have an entirely different setup by the end of April. It could happen because streaks happen. Players go up and down. People get hurt. So, Den brings up um, two more storylines next, including one that actually deals not with this year, but 2024. We're going to discuss that next on Locked on Cardinals. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. All you got to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and it's super easy to use. Uh, then what you do is you bet on everything, from the money line to point scores and three-pointers drained. Uh, how many points? You know, we've had a lot of trades recently in the NBA. How many points will Kyrie Irving score for the Timberwolves? Uh, he's had 24 or more in the first three games with the team. You can bet on how many he's going to score. You can bet how the first bucket of the game is scored if you want, whether it's a dunk, a layup, free throw, three-pointer. It's all available there, and you can do it uh, for all the games. It's not just, you know, just because I'm bringing up uh, Dallas there. It, it could be any of them, you know? It could be anyone. I think I said Timberwolves before that, but it could be any of them. Dallas, Minnesota, could be any of them. Kyrie plays for Dallas now with uh, Luka Doncic. But um, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So you can do a number of different bets. My little brother does that. He go, he just bets on like six or seven things and tries to, you know, hit it big. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment, every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to check out Locked on MLB Prospects as well. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he goes deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So we know that the pitching staff is lacking an ace, right? That's a problem. We've pointed it out dozens and dozens of times. You know, I've repeated it constantly because it's it's a big topic for Cardinals fans, and it's a problem going into the season it's it's a major headline. It's a major story, and it's something that is is going to be something that we worry about until 
somebody emerges, right? Which is what we're hoping for. Uh, best case scenario, in my opinion, you get solid years from Michaelis and Wainwright again. Do what they did last year, and hopefully, you know, Wainwright doesn't have the uh, the down September like he did this past year. But if you can get those full seasons like they did last year again, you're going to be happy. You need uh, Stephen Matz to stay healthy. Had a horrible year last year because he was constantly hurt at the end of the year in the bullpen, but he looked good when he was healthy. Uh, bar except for like the very beginning of the year, he had a tough start, but he figured things out. New team, new place. I get it. Um, you also need to get top tier stuff from Jack Flaherty and Jordan Montgomery. Okay. And in a perfect world, you get both of them to have the top tier stuff. If you can get one of them to, to, to be that ace, fantastic. If you can get both of them even better, right? So, um, Montgomery, I know we didn't see a ton of them. We didn't, they didn't get them. They didn't acquire them from the Yankees until August. Comes over and is amazing. And then he slides a little bit near the end, never makes an appearance in the postseason. But he's no slouch, and he's heading into free agency, and he will likely be a top left-hander on people's shopping list because there's just not a lot of left-handers out there that are his size. He'll be 30, 31 years old this year, you know, in his prime Hasn't had a history of injuries, really. So um, he needs to have a big year for himself. And he's very capable of doing that. But if he wants to land a big contract, he needs to have a good year. Motivation, right? Then you've got Flaherty, who's in the same boat. Free agent after the year. A lot of teams would love to have him based on his potential alone. You know, uh, the injuries have been uh, an issue the last couple of years. Are they a thing of the past? You know, is he is he going to be able to get through an entire season without having to miss you know, and I'm not talking about, hey, shoulders a little sore, let's miss a start. I'm talking about where he's missing six to eight weeks. You know, the things that he's been dealing with are major injuries. You know, it hasn't been Tommy John, but it's been things that have knocked him out for months at a time. So you need him to be healthy. Bottom line, he's got to stay healthy if he wants his big payday, even though I would imagine somebody will still give him that money. But if he wants to hit it big, He's got to have a great year. Um, there's the potential for this starting rotation to be very good. It's well-balanced when it's at full capacity. You know, you've got strikeout stuff, which is, you know, what we've harped on this offseason, that the Cardinals got to quit hitting so many bats and strike more people out. Don't let these guys put the ball in play. We need more strikeout guys in the bullpen and in the starting rotation. Well, Flaherty, Montgomery, and Mats, when they're healthy, strike a decent amount of people out. Wayno and Michaelis are not those guys. <laughs> we know that, right? Uh, they pitch to contact, but they throw strikes, which is very, very important because they're the ones that eat the innings. You know, they don't their their pitch counts don't climb because they're not striking out all those people. They don't have to throw five pitches to every hitter to get the punch out. They throw one or two, get a ground out, pop out, whatever it may be, and they move on to the next hitter. So they're the guys that can give you six to seven innings anytime they take the mound. Uh, Michaelis again set to hit the free agency as well, so. Uh, didn't actually said this in his article about the look for 2024. So after this season, he said the Cardinals have just one starter lefty Steven Matt signed beyond 2023. So don't be surprised if Michaelis or Montgomery get an extension this spring. As for Flaherty, he could have $200 million on the line, but the club will likely hold off on locking him up because of his injury history. So they're going to let him, according to Denton, he thinks they're going to let him pitch it out and talk at the end of the year. Do I think that will happen for Michaelis and Montgomery? I've said this before. I think if somebody's going to sign an extension in spring training, it would be Miles Michaelis. I feel like he just likes it with St. Louis, and he's very, very comfortable. Jordan, 
Jordan doesn't even know what it's like to be in St. Louis for an entire year, so I don't know why he would sign one right away. Uh, Denton's final storyline, as far as question marks, is something that, you know, we've been asking ever since Wilson Contreras was signed. Have the Cardinals done enough to be World Series contenders? Not just to win the NL Central, you know? Not to just make the playoffs. But are they World Series contenders? Have they done enough? And in my honest, non-biased eyes, the answer is no. The answer is no. Because the teams that are World Series type of teams improve their teams this year. They didn't sit on their hands and just sign, you know, a bench bat or something like that. Not that that's what the Cardinals did. The Cardinals got a huge piece in Wilson Contreras. But there were other things they could have done to add to this team, to, to, to put them into that next level. They didn't do it. You know, I don't know if the price of winning was too much. I mean, there were some crazy contracts that were given out. You know, we're not we're not in Mo's office. I'm not in there with some spy tech and know exactly what's happening on his phone calls with other teams. I don't know what conversations took place with other guys, but he didn't really hide the fact that all of the reports about them being in on guys like Carlos Rodon or Dansby Swanson, guys who would have immediately improved this team drastically, he said they were blown a little bit out of proportion. So that makes me think that they weren't really in on them at all, that they were like, they, they may have called and said, hey, what are your interests in this? No? Okay. <laughs> we're not going to pay you that. Moving on. Um, the Cardinals are going to bet on the guys that they have and the prospects that they've groomed to be their additional pieces for this year. They're banking on Nolan Gorman having a good year. Jordan Walker, Alec Burleson. I'm still putting Dylan Carlson in this mix. He's only played two full seasons in Major League Baseball, and he's only 24. So it's not like he's this wily veteran that the Cardinals have had around for six, seven years. It's, it feels like that. It feels like we've been talking about him forever, but he's a 24-year-old. Uh, Pitching-wise, your rotation, veterans. But your bullpen, very youthful. Uh, Zach Thompson, Connor Thomas, Henesis Cabrera, Jordan Hicks, Andre Pallante, Ryan Helsley, Jake Woodford. Perhaps later in the year, we might see Gordon Graceffel or Michael McGreevy. It's a possibility. They've signed uh, Andrew Suarez from overseas. Uh, they traded for Anthony Masavich, but those are likely just depth pieces. You know, that, that might be guys that they just plan on filling out their AAA roster with. You know, that might not even be anything they're concerning themselves with the major league level. Masavich probably. Masavich will probably get a call up or be on the team out of spring training, I would think before they have like, you know, a young guy, you know, they might send somebody else down so that they can, you know, like Zach Thompson, he was great last year, but what if they want him to be a starter? That's, you know, I'm just spitballing here, but the Savage probably has a spot on the roster. If he uh, has a pretty good spring, they could still sign a veteran, but it doesn't appear that that's going to happen. Uh, arguably the top lefty reliever that was on the market, just signed with the Diamondbacks over the weekend, Andrew Chapin, one year deal, five and a half million with a club option next season worth 7.25 Nothing outrageous, you know? They, he didn't sign like a three-year, $30 million deal or something that would have scared the Cardinals away. But I, I, I'm guessing they didn't want to pay that. And they like the guys that they have already. So they're going to trust their guys in their system instead of rolling the dice on free agency. Now, there was one acquisition this offseason that went a little bit under the radar. In fact, it was one that I didn't really pay much attention to. I think I saw a little blip about it and moved on. But it, it came from the Rule 5 draft. And he's a pitcher. They can hit triple digits. I mean, that's a big deal. <laughs> We're going to tell you who he is next on Locked on Cardinals. 
Looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and the calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. If your goal is to eat a little healthier this year, then you're not alone. I have uh, also started the diet. I know it's not, it's not the easiest thing. Um, so much candy and cookies and stuff from like Halloween and then Christmas. And, you know, now that Super Bowl's over, we got to get back in shape so then we can go take our shirts off in the bleachers at baseball games. That's the idea, right? So, um, but it's impossible to just, you know, eat chicken and broccoli every day. That's not realistic. You're going to have some cravings, you're, you know, if you've got a sweet tooth. This is going to help you. The Built Bars are going to help you out because it's healthy and tasty. What makes them so good? 100% real chocolate covered in it. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. The stats don't lie. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. If you're trying to put on some mass, you're trying to build some muscle, the protein, obviously, a huge deal. And you don't have to wait around for your box anymore. We used to buy them online, built.com. Don't have to do that anymore. Available at Walmart or Sam's Club. You can jump into a Walmart, get yourself a four-bar box of uh, the cookies and cream, double chocolate, or the coconut puffs that are available in the pharmacy section. And if you're close to Sam's Club instead, no problem. Run in, grab yourself the 13-bar box with hip flavors, brownie batter, and churro. They're always dropping new flavors. If you haven't gone to built.com, you should do it. They just dropped a new one called Maple Donut Puffs. Oh, donuts. Who's not going to like that? So check it out for yourself today at built.com. The Athletic recently did an article about each team's best under-the-radar move ahead of the 2023 campaign. And uh, our girl Katie Wu from The Athletic did the section about the Cardinals. She's fantastic. If you don't follow her on Twitter or if you don't subscribe to The Athletic, you should. She's really, really good. Hopefully, we'll have her on Locked on Cardinals. I've had some chat with her about getting her on the podcast, and she seemed up for it. But uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to hammer out a, a time and date for that. But uh, anyway... She went with a relief pitcher that the team got in the Rule 5 draft by the name of Wilking Rodriguez. All right? You've never heard of him. I know. Neither had I. <laughs> you know? Sometimes you got to do a little research. And this is certainly a move that is a low-risk, high-reward type of situation because Rodriguez is 33 years old. Let me repeat that. He is 33 years old. Rule 5 draft guys normally are like younger guys. Not this one. They got him from the Yankees. Here's another goofy stat. He has pitched a total of, pitched in a total of two major league games. Two. And that was back in 2014 with the Royals. So where has this guy been? Like the Roy Hobbs of uh, pitching, right? Uh, but Katie points out that he does possess triple digit velocity and spent the offseason playing winter ball under Yadier Molina's management. As a Rule 5 draft pick, Rodriguez must remain on the active roster all season or risk being returned to the Yankees. And that will be a tough task given how competitive St. Louis's bullpen looks to be, but Rodriguez should be someone to keep an eye on this spring. So where has Wilking Roy Hobbs Rodriguez been? Well, he had an 80-game PED suspension back in 2015. Hadn't been with the Major League franchise until the Yankees signed him at the end of August since that suspension. He'd been toiling around in the Mexican leagues, but the wonderful thing about baseball is it don't matter where you play. They've got the stats for you. So I was able to dig in and find that uh, his strikeouts per nine since being back in baseball. And I'm, I only went back to like 2019. I wasn't worried about what happened, you know, five, six years ago. But 2019, since then, strikeouts per nine, relief pitcher, 11.5, 10.3, 13.5 last year. Mexican League, I get it. It's not the major leagues, right? 
but worth a flyer, right? I mean, if he's hitting triple digits, you think you can work with that. Uh, speaking of relief pitchers, in case you missed it, the Dodgers signed former Cardinal Alex Reyes to a one-year $1.1 million deal that includes a club option for 2024, which is worth $3 million. Uh, apparently still returning from his freight labrum that knocked him out all of last season, and he's expected to miss at least a couple of months of this season. The Dodgers are hoping that he stays healthy. He can come back, be a part of their bullpen later on in the season. In his career, 16-11 and 11 with a 2.86 ERA and 31 saves in 101 games over his five major league seasons. All of those were with St. Louis. He was a top prospect, top right-handed pitcher in all of baseball for a couple of years, and he just could not stay healthy. It was an absolute shame. And kind of ironic that uh, the Dodgers ended up picking him up because we haven't seen him on a major league baseball field since he gave up that game-winning home run in the playoffs against them. So uh, we wish him the best. I, I hope that, uh, you know, he's healthy. I hope he does terrible against the Cardinals if he ever faces them. But after that, I hope Alex Reyes does well because you feel bad for the guy, man. That's not his fault. It's not like he got injured, you know, goofing off or, you know, a hunting accident or something. Like, no, it's all pitching stuff. It's all injuries dealing with the game. And uh, it's sad when somebody that talented just can't stay on the field. So. That was big news. All right. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Locked On MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. He did do a, an episode on the St. Louis Cardinals prospects. Uh, went in-depth uh, talking about a lot of these guys that we brought up on this podcast, but he goes more in-depth into it. He knows all the analytics and you know swing rates and angles, and he really gets into it. So if you enjoy that type of analysis, you, you should go check out Lindsey Crosby on MLB Prospects, Locked on MLB Prospects. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, quick reminder, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Guys, do not forget to get your significant other something. Something. It doesn't have to be flowers or chocolates. It doesn't have to be that, although those tend to work very, very well. But don't forget to acknowledge it or you're going to be sorry. And an idea just because I had seen this earlier in the day, uh, maybe get on that flash sale for the Cardinals. They're doing uh, some tickets tomorrow. $6 tickets for games Monday through Thursday, excluding opening day. Try that out. Go check out their website. See if uh, you can grab some of that. If she's a Cardinal fan or if he's a Cardinal fan, they would love it. I know. I'm thinking about getting some for my mom. If you haven't already, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.